Hello and welcome to Diaries of the Unknown, and we're your hosts, Ryan Aaron Troy. And Gabrielle Clark. So here we are. This is page four. Page four. Page four. Um, Yeah, I mean, just a short little update on what's been going on in the past week. Me and Gabby went to Santa Cruz. Actually, we... That was such a fun day. It was such a fun day. We went to downtown Las Gatas first, and we had... We ate. We went just around all the little shops over there. It was super cute. You got a couple clothes. We got a I couple. got a new jacket, a new bra that's cheetah prints. So cute. <laughs> um, I got this cute little like crystal ball with like a uh, like a Ouija board planchette like engraved in the middle of it. From we this... read the most. Yeah. No. Wait. We read the most interesting book from that store. From the yes. Book, from what was it? Moon Moonshine. Moonstone. It's like a metaphys- oh, uh, metaphysical story. <laughs> Yeah. Moon, uh, moonshine. And then we were like, we didn't have anything else to do. So we just decided to like, go to Santa Cruz and we went to like, uh, like downtown Santa Cruz. We went in that little shopping area, went to Super Silver. We just had a blast. The whole, the whole day we were like singing throwback songs and we uh, can't remember the title yes. of any of them. And so then it was us like humming it, singing, okay, what's the name of the song? What's the name of the song? And then song? we figured it out. And then like we ended up just going to the beach and just chilled there for like an hour so and just fun. read. The bird. Oh my god, the seagull. <laughs> that freaking, the bird. The and freaking, speaking of birds. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but like the seagull that bit the other seagull's neck just like ringed its it neck. so scary <laughs> over a french fry. That was also the same exact day that we were going to go to Davenport. And literally hours before, mm-hmm. that's when that lady posted the, uh, what's it called? The potential child abduction. Uh, abdu- oh my god, child Please. abduction in at Davenport Beach. Oh my god, did you just see that? What? The lights are flickering. Okay, I saw that one. Uh, <laughs> wait, we can cut this we can cut this next part out, but I'm gonna go see ask my mom something. Hold on. Sorry, it flickered it. It also <laughs> flickered flickered in my mom's room. So Oh, so maybe she's like a that, power thing. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, anyway so speaking of birds so yesterday i had a super eventful night i was heading home oh my god i was literally i was heading home from the gym and from coaching and i'm like driving right by my house and there's like this little curve that's like basically on the bridge on the side of the road not near any houses or anything and i see like this big old white bird and at first i thought it was like a like a crane or like a stork or like something, but then I this like, would only happen to you, by the way. But but then I took like a double take, and I was like, that wasn't like an all white albino peacock, and I was like, no fucking way. Like I grew up with like peacocks like at the ranch and like everything, but I've never in my life seen an all white one. So I literally flipped a U turn and pulled up right next to it, and I literally rolled down my window and was I kid you not talking to this bird for like half an hour, and it was not like flying a right. A, flying away or anything so then like after like half an hour of me talking to it I like got out of the car and then I pet it and it didn't do anything so I literally <laughs> I picked up Ryan when I facetimed you I <laughs> I picked up the bird the giant peacock the giant albino peacock and just put it in my car then started driving with it was the bird was the bird acting crazy in the car or anything or no, was, it was the bird so, totally reserved? So chill, like I, it was just sitting in the passenger seat, like it was nothing, and I was petting it. Pretty it was, bird, 
It's a like, really pretty bird. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, so is, is he in your backyard now? So we and had, I'm assuming it's a he. Yes. Uh, okay. It's a male because it had like the really pretty feathers. Um, there was like <laughs> two options. The first option was like, because my grandparents have the ranch house, I was going to give it to my grandpa who's not doing well right now. Oh, right. Um, just be because nice. they're big on like, they're big on superstitions and uh, just like meanings of things. And like, I guess like finding a white peacock or seeing a white peacock is like a sign of like, like the Holy Ghost and like the Holy Spirit and just like. Did you look it up? Like the meaning? Okay. And like bringing positivity or whatever. Um, and that's like on the religious side of it. On like the more just like in-depth side of it, it finding or seeing a white peacock means like luck and good happiness is coming your way. So I took that happiness and I put it in my car. I love that. <laughs> Uh, you're honestly like the animal whisperer it was i literally everyone's like how did you get it in your car and i was like i picked it up and put it in well my you, car. you didn't just pick it up you formed a connection with the bird you talked so, to the that, that yeah. bird for like 30 40 so minutes. keep in mind like when i grabbed this bird it was literally on the side of the road so like if anyone's listening and you haven't seen like my my snapchat story or my instagram story of like this his, we named him Phil. Um, if you haven't seen my stories of Phil, he was literally on the side of the road. And I, I saw somebody on Twitter who had no idea what the context was, um, responded back to my video and was like, you need, to, uh, you need to put him back. And the thing about that is like, and ideally Heather said the same thing at first too, but if I put him back, that would mean I'm putting him back on the side of the road in like a high, like a high traffic area where people at nighttime are just whipping and speeding through there. So like he was at risk of getting hit. So like, the solution that we came up with was like, since it's in the area anyway, we were just gonna let it go in our backyard. And if you don't know like where I live, I live like on a like a big old like property. So it's not like he was in a confined space at all. He like he had complete freedom to leave and fly away and all that if he really wanted to. But so we let him out in the we let Phil out in the backyard really late last night. It was like 10, 11. And then me and Fiona went to the hot tub and he was just chilling in the bushes and just hanging out. And then I guess he was there until around like seven o'clock this morning. And then he kind of just started wandering. And then, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't checked the backyard, but it's, it's okay, like he's a free bird. Podcast, <laughs> I know, but after this podcast, can you go check and see if he's yeah. there? Because I'm like curious now. I, when I, before I left to the gym today, I checked and he wasn't there. So, which is fine. Like, He's a he's a free bird, but I'm sure you'll see he, him again. Yeah, if he comes back, he's he's my friend Phil. But yeah, totally totally random. I remember I Facetimed you and I Facetimed a couple other people, and I was like, "You're never gonna believe what happened." And I was like, "I found a freaking white peacock," and everyone's like, "Oh, like that's interesting." Like, okay, and and then I freak, I like flip the camera around, and everyone's jaw is just like on the floor, and they're like, "Ryan, what the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> like I said, only you. So I was, would only hear the story from you. It was a fun time. It was a fun time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so page four, it is Miss Gabrielle Clark's turn to tell a story. And she's hoping I haven't heard the story before. I don't even know what the title of it is or anything. So. I, well, so when we were in Santa Cruz, okay, so mind you, this is another, another story where uh, like the last episode that I did um, like I was going to do something else. And then I changed it. Cause I was like, yeah. uh, okay, let me just do it. But when we went to Santa Cruz. I asked you, I was like, Hey, have you ever heard of so-and-so? And you were like, no. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so Honestly, quite, quite frankly, I don't even like, that was only a few days ago. And I literally don't remember the name that you told me. So we're yeah, good. <laughs> okay. 
So the story that I'm doing happened in 2013. And it's one of those stories where I feel like every time I've discussed it with somebody or just talked, you know, talked, discussed all the same, right? I'm always left sitting there still confused as like, I'm so confused. Like what? I just, it's one of those stories. It's like the John Bonet Ramsey one where it's like, you want to know the, you want to know the facts, like what the heck right. happened? Spoiler alert, her brother did it. But like, you want to know, you want it to be completely solved. This right. one is one of those stories. I doubt it would ever get solved. Really? I I, yeah. It I happened did. in 2013. That's the year we graduated high school. I, there's a lot of things that happened like around the time of us graduating where I'm like, I do not remember this story. What? Ever. Well, I mean, okay, just like episode, I mean, pages one and two in Diaries of the, like, uh, if our, of our podcast, those happened in like, like recent years and neither of us knew about them. E- exactly. So um, this one, though, got a lot of publicity um, for a particular. Oh, God. Okay. I'm excited. Act. But okay, so right, basically, I'm discussing. Yeah, we're gonna dive in. So I'm. We're gonna be talking. I'm gonna be telling you about the mysterious death of Elisa uh, Lamb. Lamb. Elisa Lamb. I'm gonna say Lamb. It's L A M. Okay. Yeah. I would say Lamb. Elisa Lamb. Lamb. Elisa Lamb. Elisa. Okay, the mysterious Lam. death. So spoiler alert. Okay. Okay. So let's do the little facts. So Elisa Lamb was a daughter of immigrants from Hong Kong. Her parents opened a restaurant in Burnaby, which is right outside of Vancouver, Canada. Got so it. she's Canadian, okay? And uh, at the beginning of 2013, she's 21 at this time, she decides to go on a trip to California and travel by Amtrak and inner city buses. So she didn't, she didn't do any flying or anything. Mm-hmm. And Vancouver is right above us. So it's like, she just was going down the coast. Yeah. Right? It, there's, yeah. there's literally like a bridge that you cross yeah, over and you so get she, into Washington. She made a, yeah. She made a road trip of it and then just hitched rides from the buses and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So she made her way down to San Diego. She checked out the zoo. She posted pictures on social media, all that. And then on January 26, 2013. So, uh, beginning of the year right Mm -hmm. she arrives in LA and then after two days after that she checks into this hotel that's called the Cecil Hotel which I believe at this moment it's actually there's a different name of it but I'm still going to call it the Cecil Hotel okay because everyone will know which one um the Cecil Hotel is located in uh downtown near uh Skid Road okay wait how do you Um, spell that how do you how do you spell Cecil yeah C-E-C-I-L. Okay, Cecil. Okay. Cecil. Do you have, wait, by the way, sorry, introduction really quick. Do you have your computer on you? It's in front of my face. It's well, I mean, me. like, because there's going to be something I'm going to want you to look up when I'm telling you the story, okay? Okay. I mean, I have my phone next to me, so I can. Perfect. Either, but yeah, okay. Okay, so people who don't know what uh, Skid Road is, I mean, I've, yeah, no, okay, anyways. Uh, basically, it's home to the, one of the largest homeless populations uh in the united states Mm. two-thirds of the people who like populate it um struggle with mental illness or drug addiction or both okay Okay. so it's just it's not a place that i would want to go walking by myself right in the middle of the day and then actually if you look up like stories of skid road i believe there's a documentary on it too where it just kind of shines a different light on it but it's just it's not a it's not a safe happy place and it's is Skid Catch. Road the like the legal name of the street or is it like a nickname? 
I think it's like, um, uh, from my understanding, and I didn't go fully deep dive into it, but my understanding is kind of like Mission District, where it's Got like it. okay. Mission Street, but yeah, yeah, yeah. this is all a part of it. Right. Okay. So I'm going give to give you a little detail about this hotel, mm-hmm. just so you can kind of feel the energy about this place Got and it. what kind of place it is. So the hotel was built in the 1920s and okay. it hit hard times once the Great Depression started. Right. Just as very shortly after that. Exactly. And um, it never bounced back to what it once was or what the mm-hmm. people hoped it would be just because the downtown area surrounding it all decayed from just that horrible, yeah. horrible time of you know, just, hello, depression's the name, right? I'm trying to like um, visualize this hotel. Okay. Um, several of Los Angeles uh, more notable murders have happened or have had connections with this hotel. In uh, 1964, this woman named Goldie Osgood, uh, she's also known as the Pigeon Lady of Pershing Square, was raped and murdered in her room at the Cecil. And that crime is still unsolved today. She like was she was like 74, 75. She got raped and murdered and oh it's still God. unsolved. So yeah. for everyone listening, this hotel is like a multi-story hotel. Cause I didn't know if it was like, you know, like we have with like the garden in or whatever, just like the right like the two to three story ones. But this one's actually like a multi-story, looks very dated. Yes. Giving me very like Hollywood Tower of Terror vibes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, Another fact about this hotel is serial killers Jack Unterweger. Unterweger. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't see his last name. Um, Him and also Richard Ramirez used to like reside in this hotel while they were still active. So, so there's we. If you guys don't know the serial killers, you guys honestly look it up because it's their. I mean, Richard Richard Ramirez is scary. I mean, they all are, right? But that one in particular, oh my God. Um, this hotel also has had a bunch of suicides. And one of the suicides, um, literally the person jumps off the building in the front. And in their fall, they kill a, a pedestrian because they landed on the person. Oh my God. I know, it's freaking terrible. So now I'm thinking like, when I'm walking the streets, I'm going to be looking up because it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's like one of those things. Anyway. Um, they also renovated in the recent years, so within the last 10 years or so, and to try to make it into a boutique hotel, but the reputation still is not Gucci. I mean, obviously, I would never want to stay there just by knowing these facts, right? And to give people who are listening a better idea uh-huh. of what the hotel is like, this hotel actually inspired American Horror Stories I hotel I literally was season. just about to say that. I was just about to say that. because I, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were, which is like, wait, hold on, let me. Just, it's my yeah, next yeah. book. When, <laughs> when I like uh, saw the 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 what's it, it looks the, like it the front of it, I was like, this looks like oddly familiar. And then you were telling me about like the murders and like all that stuff, and I was like, this sounds like AHS hotel. And wow, okay, there we go. So ooh, this yeah. is gonna be so, interesting. Okay. So there's just the ambiance, the but I need the to setting. Sep- yeah, I need to separate. In my head, is a like the show versus the real facts. So okay, clearing my mind. Go for it. So going back to who Elisa Lamb was, um, just 
who she is, you know. Um, so basically, uh, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression. And that's something like, especially the depression is something she was like struggling mm-hmm. with a lot. Um, she's was prescribed four medications to treat her disorders. If you guys are really interested, go look them up. I don't want to say the medications. I can't pronounce half of them. So I'm like, <laughs> they can fine. figure that out. Um, according to her family, Elisa had no history of suicidal thoughts. She didn't do any attempts. However, there was like, uh, a, when I, this is all literally from Wikipedia, but, um, it was shared that she apparently did go missing at one time. I just figured she probably just like had a shit day and just didn't tell anyone where she was at. Like it wasn't right. anything like, oh my God, this is normal behavior for, you know, it's, it's right. not normal. She's not the type of person, despite dealing with this bipolar disorder and depression to be like, I don't want to live anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. They did keep, they kept uh, her history with mental illness a secret, mm-hmm. which is like, I think very understandable. It's nobody's business, but obviously no. like with what happens, like this comes out, especially if Got there's it. a death. So, okay. Um, she did. Uh, so that's kind of what she was going through, you know, internally and whatnot. But like, she also had an interest in blogging and she liked fashion. And so on our blog, she would talk a lot about uh, fashion and models. And then there, you know, like Tumblr, she yeah. kind of, this is what's going on in my life right now. Mm-hmm. And um, it, she would talk about her struggles with mental illness. And she on her blog had shared that she recently had a relapse with it, where she basically had to pull herself out of school because mm-hmm. she felt quote really utterly lost and like mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm gonna do you know and that's you know that happens I that's fine but so that's just kind of I'm you know coming full circle 21 she probably on this trip just wanted to like get out of the area and do something right different like I know when I feel lost I'm ready okay what am I I feel lost okay what can I do to change my life okay I need to start doing different things yeah right okay so now here we are back in LA. So she went on this trip alone and she would contact her family like every single day. Alisa Lamb, right? Okay. Yes. Okay. Alisa Lamb. Alisa Lamb. Alisa Lamb. Yeah. So she would, uh, so she was in San Diego, made her way back to LA. And then two days later, it was once she checked into the Cecil hotel. Got it. Um, okay. So yeah, very active with talking to her parents, checking in. Okay. Okay. Um, so on January 31st, 2013, I'm sorry, I said that we were 2013, she was scheduled to check out of the Cecil hotel and leave for Santa Cruz. When her parents did not hear from her, they called LAPD and then flew out to help with the search. Cause they're like, she's been talking to us every day. She did not checked in with us. She didn't check out of the hotel. Like she was supposed to. This is not like her. Right. But they, same day, flew out? I don't know if it was the same. So, okay. okay. I was okay, going to okay. say, they got, they got money if they did. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, 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 so January 26th is when she got to LA. Uh-huh. The 28th is when she went to the Cecil Hotel. Got it. The 31st is when she was supposed to leave and she yes. didn't. And she also didn't talk to them. And so they were like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And it's more than 48 hours where it's like okay. normal. Yeah. And so there, she's like, hey, we're from Canada. Our daughter will always check in with us. And she's not doing that right no, now. No, sure, MIA. So okay. What's happening? And so, yeah, they flew out to help. I mean, Ryan, if I went missing and I was in a different state, my parents would 
the next flight. Baby girl, you're not going to go missing because I have your location. I know, but I think I turned it off right now. But I'll turn it back uh, on after this. <laughs> um, so watch. If something happens, you better keep your location on. Okay. Uh, something to make note of. So, uh, so now that they're, you know, they're doing the search, they're going to talk to the hotel people. They're going to be mm-hmm. like, you know, getting all the clues and facts of what the hell happened. Did she just leave or right. did something scary happen or sinister, right? So when she originally checked into the hotel, police find out that she was actually assigned to a hostel type of room where she would have roommates. But, um, huh? So this hotel, so the Cecil Hotel is cheap. It's super cheap. Okay. Yeah. So it's cheaper. And I guess they were offering this where it was almost like one of the rooms that she was assigned to was like a hostel room, meaning you'll have a roommate. Absolutely so it's cheaper. not. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't either. And I would never go to the Cecil. Sorry. But. <laughs> oh, I was just going to ask if you wanted to go there. I would totally stay there. No, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere where Richard Ramirez was ever. Okay. 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 The scariest thing I'll do or the closest thing to that type of stuff I'll do is I went to the Museum of Death in LA. But other than that, I'm good with a nice five-star hotel, beautiful (laughs) bed, and like room service, okay? Oh my God. Okay, so she checked in. She got assigned to a room where she had to have a roommate. And it comes out later when the police were talking to the hotel's lawyer that actually the roommates, it was with two other people, they complained um, about Elisa And they said that she had certain odd behaviors and they didn't want to stay with her anymore. So she actually got moved to her own room. Oh, okay. So, so, okay. So someone's saying she was being weird, right? Right. Um, Police, you know, asked hotel staff who, if they all, uh, like they asked the staff, um, like who saw her and then like, then they were like, oh, we saw her. She was alone. You know, the, all the questions mm-hmm. like, was she with somebody? You know, no, she was alone. Um, obviously, they started to ask people from around the streets, like, hey, coffee shop or whatever, what have you. Um, apparently, um, this woman named Katie Orphan, a manager of a nearby bookstore, was uh, the only person who like fully recalled, no, I totally saw her, saw her. I saw her and we had a conversation versus like, oh, yeah, I saw her. She walked in and out of the lot. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's more like, no, I really did see her. Yeah. Um, she said, uh, that the, the bookstore manager said, uh, that she was really outgoing. She was super friendly. She was very lively. Like she was totally like, she was like an everyday normal girl. She came in, was buying gifts for her family to, you know, to come when she goes back to see them. So it's like, that's not behavior of someone who's like going to run away or anything. No. Because why would you buy gifts for someone? So so you have to start thinking of things with a missing person case. Like what is what does that mean? It's not, yeah. Because um, now at that point, runaway is now out of the question. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like behavior. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, maybe her roommate said, okay, she was being weird. But I mean, yeah, just because somebody enough. says you're weird doesn't mean you're being weird. Right, I'm sure people say you're um, weird all the freaking time. <laughs> yeah, but one, I am weird. And two, I, I was going to say, I was going to say, girl, I am weird. <laughs> Do we care? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> okay, um... So basically the police uh, searched the hotel to the extent that they legally could, as in like they couldn't go in every freaking room, right? It's, mm-hmm. they, they didn't have, they legally couldn't do that because they didn't have enough to be like, somebody here did something. Do you know what I mean? Like they didn't have a warrant. Yeah. So they like, they looked into her room and her belongings were there. Like they just had no idea. Um, 
they so they brought in dogs to like try to find her scent they go up on the roof and still no scent like they have no idea what happened that was uh i'm assuming between the time of the 31st when she was supposed to check out mm-hmm. till this date now so so february 6th okay so a week after she was last seen lapd decided that more help was needed and so they put flyers um, around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They posted it online. The media got involved. So now mm-hmm. here it is a week later. Now it's out there, right? Once you hit the news, people are like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so another week passes by like after media getting involved and there's still no update. They have not had a break in this case. They're like, huh. what the heck? You know, imagine her family probably devastated. Like, what's going on? You know, right? Not even from the U.S. Not okay. Not only that. Not only from the U.S., but having to deal with like U.S. police officers, and they're from a different country. That has to be so hard. One hundred percent. And I mean, and not only that, she's Alisa. Alisa's not a, a U.S. citizen, so it's not like she has like all these background. Like, there's no like, uh, what's it called? Like doctor, uh, doctors what are they called? Like records or anything. Yeah. It's more difficult. They would have to talk to Canada's government or I don't really necessarily know. Yeah. So, so another week passed, there's no updates. And now this is, this is the, um, okay. So they decide, okay, we need to do more. We need to do more. Let's look up the hotel videos surveillance cameras they didn't do that from the beginning um uh so i don't i didn't get the full detail but my understanding is this i feel like in cases they have more evidence but they at the time this is just with any case sometimes they don't want to release it to the public because what if she does show up right okay or this and that you know and it's kind of like a hesitation kind of thing Mm -hmm. probably with the family's approval they did this and the reason why i think that this is probably what happened is because this video is literally what makes this case so fascinating so bizarre okay um so i want you to search up on youtube youtube go to youtube okay and search up elisa lamb elevator video okay elevate oh god (laughs) didn't i didn't i say that the twilight zone tower of terror right before this you did. So you look uh, at the elevator. Lisa Lamb. Elevator video. Okay. It's like two minutes and 27 seconds. Do that one. I think it's the CBS okay. one. Okay. The door's not closing. Why is the door closing? Whoa. Why'd she look up? Oh, she looked to see if anyone was like, why isn't what? Okay. It's been seven years and this video still creeps me out. She's now in the, she's now standing in the corner, kind of hiding. She's peeking out of the elevator, looking to both sides, steps out of the elevator, is peeking a little bit further. Now she's completely out of the elevator. Her body language is very like, hesitant but it doesn't seem like she's like worried it almost seems like she's playing like hide and seek and it seems like playful at least to me because she keeps like peering out 
and going back in. And okay, she's standing outside still. I know I don't want to get into it too much until you finish it, and then then we'll then I'll okay. get into it. All right, she's going back into the elevator. She's pressing the button. She's pressing all of the buttons and walking out of the elevator again. What was the reason for pressing all of them? What is she doing? Did she do her hands yet? Yes, she looks like she's talking to somebody. Okay, that was weird. Um, so there's actually a longer one, uh-huh. but they just cut it off because how long can they play it on the news, right? Right. Um, but actually, right when she leaves the elevator, give it five seconds and the door closes. And then give it five seconds and the door will open and close. And open and close. So the video is the last reported sighting of her so so going back to like what i said was like it seemed like so think about like when you're younger and you're playing like a game of hide and seek and Uh you hide in an area but like you're trying to figure out where the hell they are and see if they're walking towards you so you like peek over the side a little bit or like you just like kind of like veer out and just analyze the area and see where they're at and then like go back to your into your hiding spot that's almost what she was doing like in the elevator it's like she was like looking out goes back in then she hide, and then she goes into like the corner like where the buttons are so like if you look into the elevator like straight on you don't see anyone in it because she's like in the like the corner but then you see her step out again and then she's like using her hands and like I mean, I talk with my hands all the time. So to me, it looked like she was talking, but it was like a very fluid motion. So very interesting. Again, this story, I always go back to and just hear new podcasts on it or videos, whatever, you know, what have you. I think my favorite murder is the one that I'm referring back to right now, but people like experts, behavioral experts Mm -hmm. have looked at this video and actually what you're saying is what other people were like what experts were saying that i mean this video there i'm going to get into it but there are like Mm -hmm. five different theories on what people think she's doing okay okay and one of them it's like it's almost she is being playful she's doing a very childlike manner and kind of yeah like look look oh look at me i'm a behavioral expert right but that's what they're saying but with me it's like at first with her hands it's like okay i don't know what she's doing but at one point when she kind of goes like that i feel like she was just trying to see if the elevator was working or not because it wasn't closing when she was in it at first it wasn't so and then she ended up pressing and then she ended up pressing every single button on that side my interpretation was she thought someone was like pressing the button and that's why it wasn't closing and so that's why she looked out. Yeah. And then I don't really, I don't, let me just get into what people say and then we okay, can. Okay, okay, okay. Anyways, again, like even you watching and hearing me hearing you, I'm like, oh, scary. Okay, um, so some theories about her behavior is that a lot of people think that she was running away from someone. Uh-huh. Because it looks like she was running away. Yeah. Um, another person said that they think that she was like on ecstasy, mm-hmm. on drugs and just, you know. When it came out that she's bipolar and depressed, a lot of people think she was having a psychotic break. Mm, that's a stretch for me. P- 
people we'll get into that after okay people also were thinking that the video has been tampered with because the longer one i'm pretty sure like on the bottom corner it shows that like a minute's missing like a chunk of it's pulled out oh interesting um but again i don't who can read that small i don't have the gadget to look at the numbers like that right and then there's <clears throat> there's another this is one of the last ones about the video um a paranormal related thing to it okay think about all of, like the suicides think about all of, like the scary like the bad energy the, mm-hmm. the serial killers who are there they think that the it's haunted and apparently there's been reported like hauntings and stuff yeah, like an entity um people think that because there's all that negative energy there that she was decided to play this game it's called the elevator game and basically it has to do something where like technical like you press a certain amount of numbers and then you're able to go into a different dimension or blah 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 i have heard that i have heard that um so there's that i don't agree with that but it's like i remember i was reading this not too long ago it's like you press x amount of me don't tell me no no it's like you press x amount of numbers you end up on the fourth floor at the fourth floor you have to press x amount of numbers and you end up on this floor after you enter the certain numbers after that you apparently end up somewhere else yeah so people are thinking that she ended up somewhere else and the video captures her because we can see her because she's physically on our dimension but spiritually or whatever mentally she's not and that they think that there is someone on the other side who is Hmm. okay so there's that so here we are the video is released still no updates and while they're searching for her guests at the hotel they're saying they're complaining about the water there's like low water pressure and whatnot. Um, some people reported that the water came out of their showers black. Ew. Pe- <laughs> people, I know. So you want to spend the night there? Uh, people yes. also said that the water had an unusual taste. Girl, so, don't taste it. Anyways, okay. So February 19th, mm-hmm. Elisa's body was found. <gasps> it was? It was found in one of the four... <gasps> 1,000 gallon water tanks tanks Mm -hmm. that provided water to guest rooms and that's why the water pressure was low and to the coffee shop yes that's why the body was that's why the water pressure was low low. and that's also why it tasted weird that's also why some people experienced having black water The, the water that they were getting supplied from has been tainted with elisa's dead body oh Okay. The, um, what's it called? Okay, so they actually had to drain the water and cut the water tank. Yeah. Because the equipment that they needed to get her body out wouldn't, like, fit. So they had to completely, like, tear that thing up and get her out. And so on February 21st, 2013, LA's coroner office issued that Elisa's cause of death was an accidental drowning with bipolar disorder as a significant factor. Her body was found naked, clothing similar to what she was wearing in the video. So it looked, looked like it, right? We can't be yeah, too like sure. The, yeah. Was floating in the water with her, okay? Uh, her hotel key and her watch were also found. Um, her body was moderately decomposed and bloated, so she looked green. Uh, but no evidence of physical trauma, sexual assault, or suicide. So giving everyone like a visual 
of like what these tanks look like is they're probably about I would say like twelve feet tall. Um, they're made. I actually have a, I have it there. You have the specs. I have it somewhere. The specifics. It's a four by eight foot tank, but it's on top of concrete blocks, so it makes it taller. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah okay I see that. So and there's like four of them next to each other, and these are like pretty. Yeah, like four feet wide, so it's pretty. But in order to get inside of them, like, there's two very tiny ladders, but, like, it doesn't, like, you would literally have to, like, like, it's, it would be a challenge to get inside of them, it looks like, to me, at least. Ew. This reminds me of, like, I remember watching a Lifetime movie with my mom, I think. It was a Lifetime movie, and they ended up finding some girl's body in, like, the the roof's water supply. It was like a tiny, like a water tower looking thing. And they found her inside of there. So very interesting. Whenever I think of a body in water towers, I think of aquamarine. (laughs) Which is like, so not the same. But also, that's just literally what comes to my mind. Or at least what came to my mind right now. Oh my Um, God. Yeah, so, okay. So they find her body. There's no evidence of physical trauma, sexual assault, or suicide. The toxicology uh, tests, uh, they're, they're incomplete because there's not enough of her blood that was preserved because mm-hmm. she's been in there for at least a few weeks from what it looks like. So the, the tests that were done, though, shows that Trace is consistent with her prescription medication. So it means that, so they basically found that, oh, maybe she didn't take her medication. Maybe she just had like a psychotic break. Yeah. Well, no, that's not true because actually there's traces of her medication in her, in her system. Okay. Yes. So remember when we go back on our theories of like the elevator yeah. and people are like, oh, she probably just had a psychotic break yeah. and that's what happened. No, because no. there's medication in her system. Okay. Yeah. So it was consistent with the medication that they found from her belongings. Remember they also went into it. So they know this was her medication she was taking. Uh, also, what was found in her body were uh, non, like non uh, prescription prescription drugs. So there was okay. like ibuprofen, okay. and then sinutab. Sin- okay. It's like an like an ibuprofen type thing you take okay. if you have like, a common cold. Yeah, or like um, headaches and things. There was a small amount of alcohol, but other than that, there was like no recreational drugs. So this anything drug related or right the, theory, the influence yeah. is thrown out yeah, at least theory, from my perspective yeah the theories of her being on like ecstasy and that's why she's pressing all the buttons and all these things okay so uh okay so the investigation determined how elisa died but it never determined how she got to the tank right doors and stairs that um have access to the hotel's roof are locked and the only way you can get through them is if you use the hotel uh, hotel staff's keys. Right. Is um, oh, and if any attempt of trying to open it, it would have let off an alarm. Okay. Okay. There is one another way how you could the fire escape, but that only makes sense if she knew about the fire escape or if she was with someone who knew about the fire escape. Right. It's one of those like. You just would have to know. You would have to find yeah. the fire escape, right? And it's you not would like need, a- yeah. You would need to know which floor it's on, how to get to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then also the idea of like once you're getting to the roof, yeah, there's a flimsy little ladder, but it's d- 
for her to be able to lift up the lids of the water tanks, yeah, it, she would have to be extremely strong. Right. And then also let's 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 talk about this. Her getting into the tank in in with water and then closing it. the lid it back on. There it's there's no way. No there's way. no way. There's no way. Which makes me that's very sus. I don't I know, yeah. I don't you know. And the police dogs that searched for her in the roof shortly after she went missing didn't pick up her scent despite the the dogs came, but they didn't pick up her scent all on the roof. They didn't go over by the water towers, but they searched a huge amount of the roof. Mm-hmm. So you would think that they, if they had they a scent, they would have picked it up. Something. Yeah. But the dogs came right after when they were searching. So was she in there right away or was it? Right. I have a theory. So the autopsy report and its conclusions have been questioned. I mean, like theories about Elisa's behavior in the elevator to this day, people are still trying to figure out what the heck or like coming up with new theories and whatnot. So the, yeah, so back to the autopsy. So the the conclusions of the report have been questioned and they still are. The results from the rape kit and fingernail kit are unknown. And it's even questioned if it even did it. People don't even know if they even did it. The autopsy report records that there was pulling up. So I'm going to get a little TMI. But the report uh, records that there was pooling of blood in Elisa's anal area, mm-hmm. um, which suggests from that basically is suggesting that there was possible like sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but pathologists noted that it could be due toward, to it could be due to the fact that the body was in decomposition. So that's yeah. another thing. It's like it it's, it, it could, it could be, be sus, but yeah. also, but it could be this. She was in water, yeah. right? So with all this now, even the coroners pathologists appear to be ambivalent about their conclusion that Elisa's death was accidental. So even them are saying, here's my theory. Here's that theory that could happen. It's very controversial. Like it's like, they don't even fucking know. And they're like, even admitting like it's sus since her death. So remember how she blogged and whatnot? Yes. Her Tumblr has been updated. Huh? Her phone was not found with her body or in her hotel room. Okay. So it's assumed that it had been stolen around the same time of her death. Okay. Whether the continued updates on her blog were facilitated by the theft of her phone or by a, a hacker, or if she just was doing Q, you know how Q is the thing that you can do? Yeah. Or maybe um, the other, another possibility would maybe be somebody like, let's say she ran a blog, but two, two people were a part of it. Just like both me and you do Diaries of the Unknown. Right. Okay. Yeah, so um, that's not known, and it's not known whether the updates are related to her death at all. So that essentially is the story of Elisa Lam's lambs. The Q, uh, the Q thing kind of makes sense because, like, I remember. The Q thing makes sense. Yeah, I remember when I was on Tumblr back in the day. Like, there was a Q on that, too, and you were able to Q posts, and, like, they would post at, like, certain times. I remember always, like, making them posts, uh, like, having them post uh like certain times during the day or maybe like this some type of post on a saturday when nobody was like in school or working and things like that okay so what's your theory okay i mean i want you to go first because then i'm gonna tell you mine okay okay like with me it's just the video is what's the most chilling thing about this entire story and I just really feel bad for her family because <laughs> that's like the last video they see of her like 
you know, um, what do I think happened? I feel like she was in a really shitty area. Yeah. And she was by herself in a, in a place that she's not familiar with. Yeah. Young pretty girl think, by herself. Yeah. And I think vulnerable 21. Mm-hmm. She, she looked, she looked skinny, scrawny, you know, not, not in a bad way, but in a way of if someone wanted to overtake her, they could. Right. I think think somebody, I think there was, I think she was murdered. I think somebody, I think someone put her in the water tank. I don't think she did. There's, that's kind of my thing is there's no way that she would have just hopped into herself. Like the, no, the way they open. And even if, I'm looking at the lids of it now. Even if like the entire lid doesn't open, there's little squares on top of the lids that make it like maybe that little hatch opens. But even with that, like I don't even think my shoulders would fit in that. Yeah, I'm gonna go look at it right now. When what was yeah, the and... the name of the murderer, Robert? Like, uh, Richard Rob- Ramirez. Richard Ramirez. Oh God, Richard Ramirez is terrifying looking. Uh, he's. Is he also known as the the Night Stalker, the vampires? Never mind. Sacramento Vampire. No, uh, never mind. <laughs> and then also Jack Unterweger. Interesting. Richard Ramirez died in 2013. That's creepy. He died in June though, June seventh, 2013. So after the fact. Yeah, I don't think she could have gotten into this by herself. Jack, what was that? I, I, you know, honestly, I oh um Unterweger. So U N T E. R W oh wait no sorry yeah no R W E G E R oh this she oh he's old okay so these all happened um, way before okay okay way before but my so where I was trying to go with that was I was like okay maybe if Richard or whoever wasn't convicted yet he could have been a potential suspect of her death but he was already at that point in jail and then ended up dying. I think I think uh, it was someone in the hotel staff. Oh, okay. So going to my theory. <laughs> so going to my theory. Literally, this is what I wrote down. I said it had to be someone who knew she was staying there. I said that she became friends with a, a worker at the hotel, and that worker killed her. And I do I believe that worker is still on the loose or still working at that hotel because I'm trying to think if they hire you got to think like ho- she's 21. People that work in hotels, their their ages vary: eighteen, nineteen, twenty-one, to fifty-five, sixty-seven. Like they're always depending on what their role is. Like they all have different. They all have different ages. So my thing is what I'm. Well, my theory of what I'm thinking is, is she became friends with one of the workers. This is probably maybe a younger worker, whether that be male or female, because from the elevator video. For me, what it looks like, like I said, she was kind of like playing like hide, hide and seek. And maybe they were just like chasing each other on the floor and just being like playful. Maybe she was being like flirty and like maybe this was a male and she was being a little bit flirty. Like, oh my God, I met this guy in, like in California. Like how cute, blah, 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 blah. So now she's like, they're hiding from each other. She hides in the elevator. She tries to like hide from So that's why she presses all the buttons so she can end up on whatever floor. And then it's kind of like this game. But I feel like he works there and he or she, I mean, I don't judge, this person works there, knows exactly the layout of the hotel, knows exactly where either the fire escape is or knows where the keys are to the roof, has to do some type of maintenance or something, or maybe it's a maintenance worker. But I believe, that's my theory is 
it's somebody that works for that hotel and they knew exactly what they were doing. They lured her over there and they said she died from drowning, right? There was no forms of strangulation. There was no... Well, yeah. So she died from an accidental drowning and then they also put like her bipolar disorder uh-huh. in there just maybe as a complication. Yeah, you got to think she's... This. Wait, my thing is... um. The fact that the coroner's pathologi- uh what was it, pathologist? <laughs> pathologist. Yeah. The fact that even they were all saying, yeah. Uh, Accidental eh. drowning my ass, yeah. She well, they were just saying that they were, they, were, they were agreeing that the whole thing is a freaking contradiction. Yeah. Like they she could She could have drowned, and, but doesn't mean her no, being no, no. placed in there was accidental. Yeah. And then also the other thing too is that there was a rape kit apparently and a fingernail kit, but- it was, on, never, it was never released or recorded right people were like, was it even done we don't even know right and so and my thing too is going back to the elevator thing it like for me this is okay she wasn't on drugs so mm-hmm. she was completely coherent she was leveled out okay so my only other theories that could even work is the fact that she was talking to someone and kind of giggling and playful mm-hmm. or she was just being fucking weird. Right. I mean, that's okay? always a possibility too. Right. Or she, because also the two roommates were saying, oh, she would like, was playing, like doing odd behavior and blah, 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 or whatever. But that's another thing. It's like, dude, sometimes people are just, I would, yeah, it's not, I wouldn't, I'm not going to go into that that much, but that's what I'm saying. I was like, we know, I know for sure she's not on drugs. She wasn't have a psychotic break. Her body told them that she wasn't doing that because right. she literally had medication. It was proven. Yeah, so I think she was maybe talking to someone. But the fact that the elevator door was open that long. Yeah, and it didn't close. That was do you think, like, very strange. Because especially after pressing all of those floors, it would close. Like, it would close and go to one of those floors. Someone who works there could, like, make the elevator stop working? Mm, like, you know, I- put the key in? No, yes and no, but also it is an older hotel. Like the elevator could be Janky. glitchy as well. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that too, like not to look too much into the door. But uh, this is this is a story where I'm always like, I want to know what happened. It's just like And it's one of those things why? that I don't think we would. Yeah. Her height was probably maybe five two, five three, five five at most. And she was put into an eight foot deep water tank. So ideally, let's say she was put in alive. You can't tread water for that long. And treading water for that amount of time, obviously you're going to get tired. And like at that point, your only option is like give up. So yeah, of course she drowned, especially if she's treading water. It's not like she could stand up. It's not like she's eight foot two where she has like two inches of breathing room. So, and there's no steps or anything inside of the tank. So she can't like lift herself up and like propel her body. I mean, she was so, she was such a cute such a cute girl. I, yeah, I think she was murdered. I think she got, I think she made a friend and just was. She made a bad choice of friends is what it seems like. And I would be interested to know what those original roommates that said she was doing weird shit or like. I know, I would want to know more I want to know, them. I would want to know what they, like, what was so weird that she was doing. Because like, think about it. If I went to a hotel and I was in one of these shared rooms and I sat in one of the beds, the other person sat in the other bed and I whip out one of the 
very many of my witchcraft books and started reading it, oh, hell, they'd probably get spooked out and be like, oh, well, here we go. This person's going to try to conjure some shit tonight. Like, and that's not even just like, that's just people form opinions very fast. And I'm thinking like, okay, well, let's say I was just reading one of my books. They would be so quick to judge me and like what I'm doing. So maybe like, it could be two, one of two things. Like they judged her just really fast or they wanted an easy way out of like getting this room of one by themselves by complaining about the other roommate. So instead of sharing it, they got the original price, but now they're the only ones in it. Yeah. I mean, I know it's easy to, to like hide if something is going on, like on the phone, Mm -hmm. but their parents were saying that when she checked in, she's, it was like any other day. She was totally normal, totally fine. There was nothing said that made them go, what the heck? And another thing too is with the person, the bookstore lady that she said, oh, I saw her and she was in here and she was bubbly and outgoing and she was excited about the gifts. She was buying her family. Somebody who's like going to kill themselves, like they don't buy gifts if they already know they're never going to get them. Like it's not like she mailed them out. Like she had the intent, that to me says that she had the intention to go home, Yeah, which is why I'm not kidding. She skid road is I mean, look at videos, look them up. Skid Road is not a nice area to be in. And her walking around, she probably attracted some some bad energy or bad person. So that brings me to my next thing is I kind of want to know her paper trail of where she stopped along the way before she got to California and specifically to that hotel in oh. San Diego. Because here's my thing is I feel like maybe... She was purposely staying at all of these haunted places or places that things have occurred. And maybe, obviously, you had to have at some point, even just like, let's say you research the, the Cecil Hotel. The first couple things that pop up are the murders yeah. from the past, from the past. So it's like, before you even get a Yelp review, those are the things that come up. So even before like her booking her stay or going over there, she had to have known that things have happened there. So now it's like, I'm wondering, maybe she was on kind of like an ex, like a haunted place expedition. And she wanted to, like, I would do that. And she wanted to go to like these places on her own. Cause then she said she went to Santa Cruz. And when you said Santa Cruz, I was like, okay, well that's, that's just an interesting random point of like stopping. Because if I was going back, I would stop probably like in San Francisco, just drive 30, 30, 40 more extra minutes and stop in San Francisco and not Santa Cruz. There's not much in Santa Cruz, but is there very interesting things in Santa Cruz that are borderline haunted or said they're haunted and things have happened? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I'm now, reading. Yeah, I know. This is a thing. It's like, I start off, oh no, this is what I feel. And then it's like, I discuss it with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And now here I am. Well, maybe it's like, did she, did she stop in Portland at all? I don't know. Because, like, yeah. That, that's, Brian, I love you, but I don't think she was on a haunted expedition. You know what? You, okay, but you're saying that I think it might be a possibility. Because why would you just voluntarily stay? I mean, aside. But, like, I would, me, myself, and I, I would voluntarily stay at this hotel based on the fact that things have happened at this hotel. And I want to have that type of experience. I she, think she could have the same. Hmm. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. Before Baby we girl, this is 2013. Get a Motel 6. I will, our answer will never be, our question uh, will never be answered. I hate okay, stories. I'm, I don't I'm looking it. at, see the elevator video, I'm looking at the comments, okay. and someone said, um, 
Am I the only one who's always disturbed by how her hands are looking so weird and creepy? Like it looks like she's touching something invisible. And someone's like, it's because she was probably playing the elevator game. Look it up and I'll explain it. I'm like, yeah. is that even a real thing? And I'm never playing it. But is that a real thing? The elevator game? Yes. That you can get into another dimension. Apparently. That's what I'm saying. Is it true? Is it factual? It's not fa- It's not going to be factual. It's just hearsay. Just like lucid dreaming and like being uh. able to meet ex- like certain people. I, I mean, I totally believe in lucid. Me, myself, I totally believe in lucid dreaming. But I like, lucid dreamed once and I was on accident. Ugh, I wish I could do it on command. That'd be so fun. Being able to control your I feel dreams, like you can. I, see, I need to unlock that part of myself. You can actually train yourself to start doing it. Because I would give myself superpowers. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I did in mine, but it was fun. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I see. Like, stories like this always, like, end up pissing me off. Because I know. Like, and I was saying, on that note, that was a story. Right. Because, like, I want answers. I want answers to what. And, like, obviously, like, both of us had, like, a certain theory. Staying true to myself, I'm gonna stick to my theories of she became friends with somebody in the hotel that worked there. See, this is there has I know there's a website. I remember hearing it either like on Crime Junkie or My Favorite Murder or some type of podcast, uh, Two Girls One Ghost maybe even, where it's like they it's like a website where they post a lot of cold cases publicly so people can help try to figure out answers oh yeah go on crime junkie because they for sure post it on the unsolved ones okay because that would be a thing that like i would want to look at because here's if i were to dig into this case playing the the role of like a detective i'm not gonna say police officer because i don't want to be a fucking police officer at this standpoint in time um but if i was a detective i would want to figure out after this incident or right before they found the body who either quit stopped working for the company or maybe a few months after ended up not working there those are the people i would question because maybe they had a guilty conscience or this person when did this when did the 75 year old die die the 60s the 60s okay never mind i was gonna say maybe it could possibly be the same person well here's another thing that i've just started to think about um, so I agree with you on your theory that it had to have been somebody who mm-hmm. worked at the hotel or yes, at least knew the hotel the very house. well. Mm-hmm. My thing is because this area, and this is just me pulling this out, like there's no facts here. This is just my own like theory because this area is such like a, as the British say, dodgy, like it's just like a really very sketch dodgy. Area. Yeah, dodgy area. I wouldn't be surprised if people who like live out in that area know the ins and outs of other yeah. places just based off of drug deals or because, a gang affiliations yeah. or whatever the heck whatever it is because we and don't know the the security level of that hotel like what's, 100%. Preve- what's preventing someone from going inside and just going onto like the floors yeah. or you know like the mob where it's like the mob literally can do whatever the hell they want it gets me Maybe very like, like you know like the tenderloin area in san francisco yeah it's very like, that mm-hmm. yeah have you looked did you look up what it looks like yeah yeah, it does look like that, but it's like massive. It's literally one of the largest homeless. And I hate, but it's like, I hate saying like homeless because it's just like, you know, not all homeless people are like. By choice. Exactly. I mean, there's a documentary I actually do want to watch on it that looked really interesting just to give you a different look on like the people who do live there. But like, despite that, there are a lot of people who live there who are like suffering from drug addiction or yeah. gang members. And it's just, 
literally everybody, like if you go online and you like go on Reddit or you go on uh, discussion threads, whatever, like whatever it is, people are always saying some crazy story about like when they were on Skid Road or whatever. Right. It's just, and so, yeah, I think, I think somebody saw her and Mm -hmm. wanted to, yeah. Oh man. Oh my God. I want to answer. The most eerie thing about it is the video. The video, the video was so weird. Oh, and that's so it wasn't why even the- like the video to me wasn't even spooky. It was just very like, what is she doing? That's why earlier I know, but that's why earlier I was saying, uh, I feel like sometimes there's things that the police already have, but they don't release it because they don't want like that video still talked about today. Right. And they, you know, I'm sure they like checked the surveillance cameras right away, but they probably didn't release it because they thought they would, you know, find her hopefully. Yeah. But now it's like, oh shit, we didn't. Now let's release this video because I'm sure that they're like, this video is weird. Yeah. It's, it's scary. So to all of our listeners, go ahead and look at the <laughs> Alicia, La- Alicia Lamb elevator video. Go ahead and watch that. After you watch that, go and search up. Uh, what I searched on Google was Alisa Lamb uh water tanks and then click images on google and you're able to see what the water tanks look like after you also look up skid road yeah after you look up those things go ahead and message me or gabrielle or send an email to our email uh diaries of the unknown one at gmail.com and let us know what you guys think what your guys's theories are or if you agree with me or gabby or you have your own theory like obviously like like Gabby said, like she likes, we both like talking about things like this because it opens up a discussion on what could have happened or what people think have happened. And the only way that anyone's going to get any answers is someone's either going to own up to it at some point in their life or we'll get so far advanced in technology that we're able to solve cold cases. Because as of right now, with our, I, I saw, I think I was on Twitter the other day because now we are in the higher level of technology there's a lot of cases from like the 80s and prior that are now get, getting solved because of our now advancements in technology and they're actually sending a lot of these people to jail now and this is a case where i know for sure i'm like there's no way that she's the only person who was involved in this no so i i don't think there's no I, way she does herself somebody knows something and that's that's with cold cases, that's literally always the, yeah. sa- the sentence. Somebody knows something. So, Jesus. yeah. Well, let us know what you guys think, what your guys' conspiracy theories are, and we cannot wait to hear what you guys have to say. What he said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to oh. Diaries of the Unknown, page four. Four. Wow. Jesus Christ. We're, we're getting on a roll here. I know. <laughs> page four. Jesus. Okay, now I'm like, okay, what's my next one? Okay, page four. Got it. I know right. I'm, I'm next, but we're your hosts, Ryan Aaron Troy. Gabrielle Clark. And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>